I've heard starting your podcast without any music is just far more daring. Fuck daring, let's dance. I'm not going to talk about anything to do about what you were doing with dancing or use any 70s terms this week, John, because... I just, uh, I just don't want to go there again. How are you this week? I'm Jim Dandy. How are you? I'm, I'm quite good. It's been a bit of a frustrating week. Um, people probably haven't really listened to last week's episode yet because it turns out that the uh, XML feed for the for the show, um, which I keep on a CDN for high performance, um, somehow that area of the CDN got marked to um, cache files for fourteen days, which means. Um, the feed hadn't been updated for 14 days. Obviously, because we hadn't done a show over Christmas, uh, hadn't noticed. And it was only when someone tweeted me this afternoon and said, where's show 101? It's on the website and it's not in my feed. Um, you know, our one listener decided they were going to take notice. And um, uh, so I fixed that this afternoon. So just as we're recording now, I, I suspect lots of people are enjoying uh, the wonder that was last week. Well, but this is good, though, because this allows us to introduce a new segment here on iDeveloper Live called Blame Simon. So I think this is clearly Simon Wolf's fault, and I invite listeners to, to write in with anything else they would like to blame on Simon so we can get it out there on the official record of the internet. Well, we have had a review um, in the last week, um, maybe just over a week ago, actually. Um, comes from Ski School, uh, a British listener. Uh, he said, Excellent podcast, guys. Five stars. Thanks very much for taking the time and sharing your knowledge. It really helps amateurs like myself get to grips with the world of programming. Congrats on reaching 100 shows and all the best for 2014. Rawr! Now, did he actually say rawr? He does. It's big capitals. R-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-
see so-and-so's tracks next to so-and-so's tracks, as many as you want to have on or off. And there's an actual business model for it in that it's a free for, for anybody to have the player. So if you're you know somebody who's a, a fan, you can kind of look and see these things. And if you actually are trying to produce music, uh, then you're, you're expected to actually pay people for, for their recording for it and to, to give uh, you know rights for it. So that everyone who's a performer who, who joins in kind of puts their, uh, you know, the, who their representation is and, and how they, they split, ro- split royalties and so on and so forth. So I, I thought it was interesting, A, because it, it, it's a nice, nicely made piece of software and one that reflects, that, that clearly kind of reflects somebody's strong passion or interest, you know, the musicians who are still wanting to, to gig and collaborate. And the thing that I, I the, 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 the claim about me being per- close personal friends just comes down to the fact when he, Stuart Copeland had, had posted it, he said, now it's clear that, you know, you don't have to have a recording studio anymore because now you can have a virtual one in the cloud. And so I said, I asked him, I said, well, you know, given the choice of coming up in the environment that you did in the punk era where you had fewer contestants, so to speak, because access to recording studios was so expensive versus coming up now where the tools are so they're they're practically free and so cheap and anybody can record anything and put it out there, which would you prefer? And he, and he said, without hesitation, he said, you know, I'd rather do it now because it's better to, to make music than it is to sell music. And I thought that was kind of, uh, uh, semi disingenuous because it's very easy to say that after you've had you know dozens of <laughs> platinum records and you have the dream record you know recording studio in Los Angeles in which you can invite all your friends and have the best equipment and have best time, but but in in all seriousness why why I bring these whole things up is is it's always the same question faced by all indies It's like you know it's easier and easier to make software but harder and harder to get noticed because everybody and their mother is doing it something to think about. I think I mean okay so. There's a piece of music software, a band software here, and we're supposedly a developer show. So why are we talking about this other than it interests you? Well, it's our show, so we can talk about what we like. But um, I think what you know, the important thing here is, um, I think until you know, maybe four years ago, five years ago, um, you know, producing software was a small field of people who got to choose what software was being produced. And the reality was it wasn't it wasn't just that things were really expensive so people couldn't do it. Uh, people just never thought about it. You know, you know, how how long ago, you know, how you know, five years ago, how many people were actually sat there thinking, Oh, I could do an app for this, we could do an app for that. You know, most people didn't even know what an app was. They had to maybe use Word on their computer, but they still wouldn't even describe that as an app. And what we've had with the um the mobile revolution, if if you want to call it that, is this idea that everybody suddenly thinks, Oh, yeah, what about an app for, for this? Because they're using apps all the time and they have this concept for apps. And then within that, you know, a, a great number of those people are saying, well, I'm going to work out how to do this and I'm going to find out how to do it. And some learn to do it themselves and some will go off and find a developer. And so the spectrum of people producing apps, it must be, I, I don't know, thousands of times bigger than it was a few years ago. And that, and, and that surely has to, over the next five years, totally change the industry even more. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, this particular software covers a lot of the bases that we keep talking about. And it'll be very curious to see how it works because, you know, this is, we, we discussed this in, in the last episode, you know, when we were talking about, well, without something that's free, without that frictionless thing, it's hard to imagine how people get into it. And so then the question comes in, it's like, you know, do you do in-app purchases? Do you do subscription model? You have to do something. You have to find something. And this, I thought, was also interesting in that 
it made a very, you know, in the intro video, and I, I invite people to have a look at it, it really is worth watching because he says specifically at the end is that now we're going to talk about money, that we have to have, we have to have this conversation. And it was very frank and refreshing because, it, it, you know, in the world where everything is supposed to be free, it's interesting to have somebody say, no, it's not free and this is how it's going to get paid for and therefore this is how it's going to be sustainable and that from the very, very beginning. And it was an appeal on both sides in, you know, in, in honor of the musicians who need to get paid for their work and in, in the end as well in honor of, of, of you know, people's right to have high quality software that's maintained and, and it needs to be pointed out that way. So even if you have you think that you have you know no interest in, in, in music software or any particular thing, it's always good to have a look at at good examples of well thought out marketing and business plan and upfront, you know, uh, upfront, upfront mentions of sustainability. So well I think that's a good segue, John, talking to people who believe in the value of their work let's talk about the guys at martian code and um martian code martian craft <laughs> yeah, I, do, I do this so well do you know john i've been i've been podcasting for six years now i think it's six years seven years oh, i don't know six or seven years now and i still we still struggle with skype and i still can't speak straight maybe you just don't get better at something anyway let's talk about our friends at martian craft and their product briefs briefs is a mac app uh, that allows uh, you and your designer to to mock up um, iOS apps, but not just with the way they look, but the way they feel, the way screens are going to behave, the way uh, the flow of the uh, the screens will be, what happens when you press a button and, and change things. And you put this all together in the Briefs Mac app, and then you can load it onto a phone or onto an iPad and almost play with it like a prototype. Obviously only with the designer data in or whatever else, and it's not a real app, but it... It's, it takes design to that next stage of rather than just being a bunch of Photoshop mock-ups, you can actually get to feel what the app is like. And as we've been discussing over the last uh, couple of episodes, Willie John, especially with the stuff you did with Findery, um, you know, what it feels like in the hand is, is as important as what it looks like as well. And I think sometimes we can forget that when doing, when doing the design stage. Um, so really, you want to go and have a look at this uh, at giveabrief.com. Now, I said it's because they value their work. It's 199 bucks, but this is a, a fantastic tool working for a group of professionals who, let's be honest, on the whole, earn good wages, um, good money, and in, an, in a high-paid industry that charge high rates. Um, and they're looking at the value this tool brings to you and you know the, the, the investment they had to put into making it and have decided to not go down the 99-cent route but charge a proper price. And as developers... You know, we should support that as well. So um, the last thing you need to do about this is say, is this a tool that works for me? I'm going to buy it as opposed to it's too darn expensive because, you know, I, I, John, we were talking just now about a few years ago. I mean, how much would a piece of software like this, if well, apart from it couldn't have even existed because of the mobile stuff, you know, but 10 years ago, you'd have paid thousands and thousands Absolutely. of dollars on this type yeah. of software. So, um, you know, give it a chance. Go and give it a look. You can download a um, a, a trial and give it a play. Um, this video is explaining it there as well on the website. Is it giveabrief.com? That'll be in the show notes. And thanks to the guys at Martian Craft or Martian Code or any other name you choose to call yourselves um, for sponsoring today's show. Oh, John, I've been uh, I've I've been doing so many different things in in this last week. I don't know if I'm coming or going. Um, one one of the things I've been doing is I've uh, I've been writing lots of iOS um, samples. 
um, in Pascal, which has been quite an interesting exercise. Um, doing something that you're, you're, I'm really familiar with, so stuff like table views and um, UI uh, table cell views and, and just quite simple examples uh, of stuff. So stuff that is a, as an iOS developer, you know, isn't difficult, but doing it in a different tool uh, and a different language. And it just really um, helped me to just see how much something becomes muscle memory or you just do stuff. And actually when you're asked to do exactly the same thing, but in a in a slightly different tool set or in a different way, it, my brain was just all over the place. It was quite an interesting um, and frustrating uh, sort of uh, a day really trying to, trying to do this stuff. Um, although very pleasing with, with, with the, uh, uh, the results. So do you find that sort of thing when you're trying to do something uh, that you do one way and from a different way, or are you just one of these clever people who just picks everything up all the time? No, I mean, I, I think that it's very hard. In this case, it kind of likened, it, it makes me think about trying to switch between speaking French and Italian, because the, the, the first language that I learned other than English was French, and I spent many years studying it and, and went to school there, and it was great and wonderful. And then I started speaking Italian because my wife is Italian, and, and, and our son's first language is, is Italian. And French and Italian are so similar that I find that if, you know, for a period of time when I was speaking Italian, out would come French, and, and now if I try to speak French, out will come Italian until I do it. And in this particular case, it's the API is so it's the same API, and you're trying to do it between two different you know languages. It, it's I'm not surprised that it's a little bit difficult. What I've always imagined is that it would be much easier to switch between completely different languages, like between Arabic and and, and French, because there's really not much similarity if 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 at all. And I think it, it's it's good actually to to exercise your brain and to, to try and work on different languages, but it, you also have to allow for the context switch. And it's, it's fairly common. I mean, at work, you know, we have backend code written in, 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 in Ruby on Rails, and then we have backend, you know, stuff now in, in JavaScript with Node.js and, of course, Objective-C on the front end. So, I don't know. I think as developers, you should, you should try to keep your, your mind exercised if, when you can. Okay, I mean, one of the reasons I raise it is it... Um... Obviously, Pascal supports some different constructs to Objective-C and doesn't support some others that Objective-C does. Um, in case people are wondering here, I'm not using just a raw Pascal compiler. I'm using the um, Oxygen uh, product from RemObjects, um, which is written as cross-platform Pascal. So it's got um, uh, extensions and stuff in it so that it could support... Uh, uh, the Objective C Cocoa frameworks with the sort of named parameter passing, which wouldn't be a normal thing in Pascal. So it's not it's not pure Pascal that way. Um, in fact, it's even better than pure Pascal because it's got all these extensions. But just thinking, writing it, oh, what what bits of this would I like in Objective C? And, and one of the bits that came across was, you know, their case statement, um, which is the equivalent of the switch statement, um, to the, it supports strings, and you could do string matching in case. And I thought, oh, how, how many how many times would have that made a lot nicer code if I had that in mm, Objective C? Yeah. So, um, is it what would you really like to see in Objective C, John? If you could put one thing in there, namespaces. Yeah, that's uh, that makes a difference. In fact, so uh, yeah. Um, the Oxygen product supports namespaces, which uh, um, is really quite cool. Anyway, been doing that. It's been working on the product. I said I have to talk about it, I guess, because I said hopefully I'd have released a product by this week, but I haven't. So, but I have, I have started telling people about it a little bit. Um, so go ahead, wolf it up for us. Okay. Now, a number of years ago, I'm going to go right back to the whole story here, okay? So uh, I've got a cup of coffee. You're sitting comfortably. 
I'm flea company. You said to me last week, John, when am I when am I gonna speak learn to speak properly? And the answer is. You're gonna learn to talk right. My 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 my, I say said you're gonna love talking once you get the hang of it. Yes. Uh, remember a number of years ago, I think it was back when we were called the MDN show. And, um, I used to complain that to find all our podcast reviews, um, I had to go through, uh, a 42 different, uh, iTunes stores to get them all. Yeah. Yes. And, and a very nice guy called Tyler Bynden, uh, he wrote a, a little app called comment cast. Um, which he, if you look in the about box of comment cast, it says written for me, which is really, yeah, I've had an app written for me. I mean, how many people have had that? Don't they? Um, and he worked on that for a number of years. And I think I mentioned on the show a few, few months ago, really now that he'd sort of been using it as a test project and a play project and, um, said, yeah, would I like to take it over? Cause he didn't really have time anymore. And, and I took it over and I began to look at it and began to see what it needed doing and going and actually just began to think that the whole I'd like to change the whole concept really of it a little bit. Um, I felt actually it just, it's one of those instances where actually I just felt that a Mac app was the wrong format for it. And uh, so I've just spent a couple of weeks now um, taking comment cast and uh, turning it into a web app um, called ReviewCast, uh, which you will eventually find at ReviewCast.io, hopefully within the next seven days. So depending on when you're listening to this, see, I'm putting myself under pressure here by uh, pre-announcing. Um, and so you basically you go in and it will allow you to search iTunes for any ebook um, or any podcast or any Mac app that's on the App Store or um, um, iOS app that's uh, on the iPhone Store and um, then put your email address in and it will send you the last, I think the default moment is it will send you the last 25 reviews from no matter where they were in the world uh, straight into your inbox. Uh, and do that. So that's what I've been working on. It is all sort of up and running. It's just now waiting to be deployed. Um, and it's good. So actually, yeah, I've been off and I've seen what people in Australia have been saying about Findery and I didn't have to go to the Australian store and I didn't have to do any of that. Um, and I've been looking at where I've just read our review from. So I'm hoping this is going to be useful for developers to just track who's saying things about uh, their software um, without having to go everywhere. And I know you can do bits of this in other places. Um, but equally, maybe that is nice. And so, for your it, software. ah, now does it does it is it able to to kind of solve the problem of uh, you know you you make a new revision of your software and then the the reviews from the old version may or may not appear in a particular place. Is it able to kind of scrub through and find you know uh, the 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 comments and and reviews for each of the different versions of the software over the history of the product? Uh, do you know what, John? I'm not 100% sure what it's doing there. Hmm. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh, the product, yeah, I'm not scraping. Mm -hmm. Um, scraping, it's, it's, I, I didn't, you know, my life's too short to be scraping. Right. Um, which I think is what comes there. So really I'm relying upon the Apple feeds to do this stuff. Mm. Um, so really the information you'll get is whatever is in the Apple feeds. That's However, it. I do check the feeds. So, so for example, if you put the stuff in, um, I will check uh, the feeds um, against all sort of, I think it's now up to how many, uh, is it 92 stores mm. or something, whatever it is now. So it will check the feeds for all 92 stores. So if you've had a review in Zimbabwe or whatever, you're going to, you're going to get it, you know, in the last 25 years, you're, you're going to get it type of thing. Um, and so 
what those feeds are giving me, actually, that's a good point. I need to go away and check what those feeds are actually giving me when a version changes. Um, uh, I don't know. What I'm going to have to do is find someone who's got some software and they're about to change the version and have a look. <laughs> okay. No, I can, I can find some stuff on. Um, so I don't know. I will answer that question for you next week, John. But hopefully by then it will be up and running and people can um, have a go. The idea is it's going to be uh, sponsor-supported. Um, although it may never be sponsored, you know, it may never get sponsor support. I, it's not a, it's going to be a free service. Um, I'm in one of those places right now that, uh, yeah, I, I talk about this a little bit on my, um, software indie podcast that, you know, what, what I should do now is roll this thing out as fast as possible, use a service like Heroku, um, and, you know, just, just get it out there and see what happens and then deal with the, the flack later on if I need to change things. Um, however, I'm sat here thinking, you know, based on all the services I'm using, if I roll this out on Heroku and it becomes even sort of, you know, mildly popular, um, it, that's going to start costing an awful lot of money to host. And I'm trying to do a free service here. Whereas if I configure all this myself and run it on something like um, uh, Amazon Web Services, uh, the, the bill will be a lot less, but actually that's going to take me far more days to set up. And then I've got to monitor a little bit more and do more skills. And, and I'm definitely, I'm, I'm in the, what I'm going to call the paralyzation of procrastination mm. <laughs> right now of, of how to roll this thing out. And, um, uh, you know, so it's actually software complete has been for a couple of days now, but, uh, I'm just trying to decide how to roll it out. And, and, and one of the problems we have here, this is, a uh, maybe something will actually, Interest listeners is, is with a web app it's different to an ios app because you you chose to to put findery out just in australia uh with a web app once you're mm-hmm. there you're there it's out you either you know it's it's your right. worldwide launch or nothing in a way i mean i guess you can password protect things um i am seriously considering maybe you know, because it's my code and i'm not primarily a web developer putting a great big beta sign on it like uh, google did for seven years with gmail or whatever it was. right yeah. <laughs> It, just to put it out there so um yeah so in the next day or two um uh i will decide how i'm going to roll this out and then begin to roll it out so hopefully by the time we speak next time um it will be up there unless of course i you know i woke up about three o'clock this morning with sort of this sort of um seven server crazy redundant configuration in my head <laughs> which i think was probably a little bit over the top yeah um but here's a stupid thing if i use all micro instances and um you know, pay the one year up front sort of thing and, and do all the sort of stuff to minimize cost. Um, yeah, I could run that uh, very seven server sort of redundant configuration on Amazon Web Services for less than 160 bucks a month, which is absolutely ridiculous when, you know, you think you couldn't even get, you know, host a single website for that sort of money 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah, that is astounding. Cost is going so, to uh, zero. So, so there we are. That's me. I've been... Uh, I've been writing in funny languages and procrastinating about how to deploy web apps that none of our audience care about. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I think but the, the, the technology of the web app itself is not all that interesting, but as an app developer, it, it is a strong, interesting thing for it. So I don't know. I, it's hard for me to imagine anybody who, if, if, you don't, if, you know, if you don't have any apps published, then I get it. But if you do, it sure seems to me. I mean, I, I, when it's up and running, I guarantee you that we'll, we'll happily use it. So. Well, I think as as well, more and more apps going forward are going to need, um, you know, people's expectations of what their mobile apps do for them now. Um, and because of syncing and everything, 
uh, and because of the limitation of things like Dropbox and iCloud for anything other than sort of straight file syncing, and even they don't always work on um, iCloud, um, more and more uh, software, I believe, is going to end up with server backend. Yeah. Um, and if you want to continue to be a solo developer, um, then you have to possibly learn some of that stuff. Uh, and, and the good news is it's, it's getting easier and easier. The tools... The tools for developing for the web and the server are maturing as fast and probably even faster than the um, the mobile tools are. Because, um, again, there's probably far more web developers than iOS developers. Yeah. Um, so it's not as... Uh, I remember when I first did my first web app, which was... Oh, it would have been in the late 90s, um, mid to late 90s. And it was... Uh, I think it was all done initially with CGI. And then I was maybe working against a Windows web server using ISAPI. And, mm. and, and boy, was that ugly. Yeah. <laughs> And if it was still like that, I wouldn't be doing it, that's for sure. And and you were a web objects man on the web as well for a while, weren't you? You were doing all that stuff in, in something classy. I was, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. By comparison, absolutely. So have you uh, been right. hard developing this week, John? If you've yeah, what have you what have you been working on or have you been doing business stuff? No, yesterday, well, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day, but we were in the office um, because we are uh, about to ship and we're, all, we're making our launch plans. And uh, I, I ask you and, and all the listening audience to keep their fingers crossed for something that we're hoping will happen. <laughs> How about that? That's all I'm allowed to say. That, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was being vague earlier on, but you've just made me feel like like, I'm, uh, I'm, like I'm really specific. Very, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's this is it's it's fun, and you know, this is again the the time when you think, wow, you know, everything's going to be happy, and and you can imagine that that people are going to use the app and love it. But yeah, who knows? It's in in a couple of weeks. I may say, yeah, when we launch to crickets, it could absolutely happen, or it could, you know, that it launches and does well, or something in between. But you know, I'm at the point where I, I've been working on this thing for for you know a good year now and i, I want to see it out in the world and um it's uh it, it's it, it's nice to to kind of make your, your your punch list you know these things change this change that change that and kind of go through and, and knock as many things off but now we're also in the you know every every day we're, we're go scrubbing through the bug list and saying do we really need to fix this now can we live with it or if we do have to fix it how are we going to do it with the least amount of code change i mean we're in this last thing where i'm just like i don't i want to change absolutely as little as possible um and and because of the that we're making backend changes and having to manage the the, the smooth upgrade for people who are, have been using the app in Australia, um, it's tricky. There are a lot of moving parts, and we, we refer to them in our meetings as ballets. And it's like the first ballet is Swine Lake, <laughs> and then, then the, <laughs> the next one, I can't say it because it's too vulgar, but it has something to do with cracker. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our educated audience will get that. Yeah. One. So anyway, yeah. So everybody. Send good thoughts so, my way, please. Are you going to be? I mean, obviously you can't give us any details and, and until afterwards, but hopefully you can give us this this much detail. Is this going to be a okay? We're now going to release it to the rest of the stores and see what happens, or is there going to be some sort of you know bigger big stuff that goes along with that? Well, I mean that that's the thing. It's like you know the software is done, and then you have to. to this is the tricky thing. It's like you know because there's 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 PR agencies involved and launch activities and, and plans and, and and press interviews and so on and so forth. You have to kind of you know you say is the software done? Yeah, okay, great. And then is the software in the store and available? And we kind of one thing that we did last night, and this kind of reminder is that uh, 
you know, we've had we've now had five revisions of of our app in the Australia store, and and, and the, the the subsequent revisions have been you know a couple small bug fixes, but the the more recent ones have been in preparation for an API change, right? Um, and and so um, we found actually that the 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 time for for getting it accepted and available in the store is actually it, it, it keeps going down. I'm I'm kind of uh, amazed and and very pleasantly surprised. But we're all, of course always you know a little bit nervous. And since this this release that we're doing um, is an all iOS seven thing and using new APIs, you know well before you know we submitted last night not something that we expect to release, but we just basically submitted it to the app store just to make sure that there's no automated thing that could be determined saying uh uh you use some private API or, or you did something. Just, just to be sure, just to kind of make sure, because we it would really suck if you have the, you know, the if you're one week before you told everybody in the, in the world that it's, you know, uh, to be released, and all of a sudden you see some rejection. But you know, aside from 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 when you say the software is done, you need some reasonable lead time for that, and uh, that's the that's the semi nerve wracking part. And uh, because you have to have people to have a reason for people to come. And and we're a you know participatory media and content driven you know user generated content site. We're going in and, and taking advantage of, of the what is, has been the goodwill we've you know done in the community. And since we're doing something that featuring uh, you know collections of notes called note maps, we've been going around to everybody and saying, hey, you know we would love to be able to, to, to feature your note map, but it needs a, a description for instance, or could you do this? And it's been really nice. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's nice to have the feeling that, that the work that you've done for the last couple of years in, in nurturing a community. Now you see the dividends because when you have an ask for them, they can respond and it, it's great. So we'll see. Well, I look forward to uh, keeping up with that over yeah. the next couple of weeks. I'm guessing next week will be too soon. Yeah. Maybe the week after or so yeah. you'll be able to tell us a little bit more. Yeah. Well, there's uh, just a couple more things, John, before we wrap up. We're running uh, just about up to our time. Is firstly, um, I don't know if you heard the news yesterday, but um, Mr. Matt Gemmell has uh, decided he's no longer going to be a developer and he's going to be a full-time writer. Now, why would we mention this? Lots of people quit development is, you know, during their life. But Matt had a segment on this show called The World According to Gemmell uh, for uh, quite a long time, and he was part of a... Uh, the things we were doing so just wanted to to wish him all the best in his uh, future endeavors and um, we look forward to a reading what these uh, now numerous hours he's going to have will produce no i look forward to he's a fantastic writer and, and a fine human being that's gonna be great okay i'm wondering if i don't point this out now i'll forget so i'm just going to squeeze this in uh this week um i just come across a, a site today um called syncfusion.com I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and to be honest, this is this is going to be horrible for them because uh, they produce some sort of developer tool and it's on Windows sort of thing. So I've not really uh, been looking at what it is. Um, but they do have a free ebook section on their website, hmm. and they've produced a uh, they've produced a whole series of uh, ebooks called something something succinctly. Um, and I just started having a look, and it's like ASP.NET succinctly, and you're just thinking, okay, yeah, not really interested. But then it came down, oh, Postgres. I use Postgres in, in, in my Ruby apps, so that's an interesting one. And then um, there's some JavaScript, and then suddenly iOS comes up, uh, and then there's an Objective-C succinctly, and um, C++, and a JavaScript, and a HTTP, and PDF, and Git, and jQuery. Um, and they're all free. They're about 100 pages long. You have to give them your email address. 
um, and I've downloaded a couple of them and had a look. I've only looked today, and they seem pretty good. So um, if you're after a few free resources, just go check out um, it's syncfusion.com, and uh, I'll put the link right through straight to the uh, PDF. The books are in PDF form or in um, Kindle format. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know why you do this, Syncfusion. I have no idea who you are, but um, thank you very much for doing things for people um, <laughs> i'm sure it's very appreciated um th that's that's good so there we are and uh, if you fancy learning something else then uh then you can go there and have a look so i hope that might be of use to someone so i'll stick that in the show notes um i think we're out of time john so do you want to just um tell people where they can find you absolutely you can find me on twitter as jembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum you can find out all about my product memory miner at memoryminer.com and you can find out all about my current work at findery findery.com set up an account and be prepared for the ios release worldwide Ooh, Ooh. exciting stuff uh, my name is scotty you can find me on twitter as mac devnet you can find me on ADN as Scotty, uh, iDeveloper.co for the show notes for here, Waffle with Meaning for my personal blog, and hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, or a few days after you listen to this, reviewcast.io for all your app, podcast, and iBook reviews. That's it for another week. That's been episode 100. Oh, we didn't tell people what episode it was. I don't even think we told people what podcast it was, did we? This <laughs> is the iDeveloper podcast, not iDeveloper Live, as you said, Jongs. We're not like, well, me and you are live, mm. but. We don't, yeah, you know what I mean. This is the iDeveloper podcast, episode 102. After 102 episodes, it doesn't get any slicker than this. <laughs> so until next time, you all take care. Thank you.